What is good, my divine apple dumpling, apple pies? How you doing? Everything good? <laughs> Y'all, guess who got a little bit of sleep last night? <clears throat> when I tell you. So, um, sitting here, um, the market is really kind of doing a weird thing today. They say for August, it's kind of like a slow month. So I wrote that really big on my, uh, in my journal <laughs> and, um, I'm like, okay, well next August I'll probably go on vacation or something and just, so yesterday I probably could have gotten a trade. Um, but today for the most part, none of us really took anything and it makes so much sense. Um, just so you kind of have an idea of how my day is going. But I wanted, I'm pretty sure you're going to see in the title, I'm going to try to make it about how a lot of us, I, I, I'm going to call bullshit on ourselves a little bit. Um, and for, especially like in the spiritual community where we're into like zodiacs and, you know, um, going by the sun signs and everything like that. And when I was doing the oracle for, I think was it like, so today's, you know, I was, I don't know. It was the first oracle I've done this month, right? So I've only done two so far. No, no, no. I've done three. I've done three. One was the African goddess rising. That was my first one. I love that deck. And then the second one was goddess power. And then um, the third one was uh part two to the to the goddess power and in the first uh oracle i remember looking at the sun and i made the comment and i said isn't that funny like the sun is the masculine part like the the sun rising and we're in age of aquarius which is you know active masculine you know, um, empowering, courage, leadership, that type of stuff. But a lot of us, like women, we go by the sun sign when really we are, you know, when you, when you think about how the world, you know, the universe engages with each other, the feminine is the moon sign, right? And we reflect the sun. (laughs) Not really a big fan in terms of like us having to get our light from the sun. But at the same time, like a lot of us don't even like, I understand why a lot of people don't understand their rising sign so much. Um, Their north node, that's something I learned within the last 12, 12, yeah, closer, like almost just shy of 12 years, I mean 12, 12 months. Um, but... A lot of us don't, we, we have this drive to go for like the sun, you know, the masculine part of our chart. And for whatever reason, we, it's so funny because in, we, in the patriarchal world, we're like, we don't want to be suppressed. We want to be elevated or recognized or acknowledged and understand that it's important, but, um, even ourselves, we like, I don't want to say like diminish, but we just, 
really don't pay attention. We undermine, that's the word, undermine. We undermine the significance of the moon, you know? And as much as the sun plays an important role, uh, y'all know I, I trade, so like, and I, I wasn't planning to say this, but I'm sitting here in front of my laptop, and if you want to figure out how the bank's um, banking system fluctuates, even that goes by the moon phases, you know, um, we, and when we go by, well, your birthdays are based on your sun sign, but, um, a lot of us talk about how we plan around the new moon and we plan around the full moon. And even when you think about, uh, I was talking a little bit about the your 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 uh, monthly cycle but and I talked about how it's like if you're kind of not in sync with the new moon or the full moon that you kind of it sh- your body's trying to tell you that you're kind of not top tapped into nature and it's happened to me before where you're maybe high strung or you just need a, it could be as simple as hydrating more and this is just my opinion or just really getting out and like getting more fresh air or kind of like putting your feet in the grass or going to the ocean or some body of water for a little period of time. But, um, we don't really fully understand how it affects our bodies. You know, they even talk about how like it's the crazy people that come out when it's a full moon, but and our bodies are made up of like some high percentage, like 90% water, right? But when you think about how the moon affects the, you know, like that's where we get our tsunamis and our tidal waves. And um, let, me, let me just check one other thing real quick. Moon affects... Yeah, like tides, mental health, um, fishing. Let's put how moon affects the water, which is so funny because when you talk about, uh, we were talking about stillness the other day, and we were talking about how we can become in sync with the universe, and the moon affects the water, and water is also feminine. So there's that relationship, but a lot of us don't pay attention there's a there's a bird on a oh <laughs> it's tr- mm. these birds go in because Bruno's right there oh my goodness you guys now I understand how he catches them because okay he's not there right now um they like to come and get his water. And if they're not careful, he'll be right there. And he's a pretty fast dog. Um, and then I would just be looking outside my window. And there'll be a bird. And he'll be so proud to show me he caught a bird. And he doesn't understand why mama, you know, human mama does not like when he catches these animals. So it talks about here the moon and earth exert a gravitational pull on each other on earth the moon's gravitational pull causes the oceans to bulge out on both sides oh my gosh so it's like the earth is kind of like bloated (laughs) 
right? On both sides of the, both on both the side closest to the moon and the side furthest from the moon. These bulges create high tides. The low points are where tide, uh, low tides occur. Um, and then that's where you have extra high tides and very low, low tides, spring tides. How, how does the full moon affect water in humans? Yet to the best of our knowledge, there has been no reports of mosquito lunacy effect. Second, the moon's gravitational force affects only open bodies of water, such as oceans and lakes, but not contained sources of water, such as the human brain. Now, that's interesting. Um, This is from Scientific American. Um, Let me see. So, full moon. Let's just try typing in, like, full moon and and crazy people. (laughs) But, yeah, I just wanted us to think about that a little bit more. Like, I'm just trying to encourage more people to kind of be aware of their moon sign. And even especially for men, too. I think that, and and it's it's funny, I, I don't think that it should be forced on them. I really don't. But... Part of the reason I think that us women are better able to even communicate with each other or kind of like understand if we're about to embark on a landmine and type of a thing is that the conversations surrounding the Zodiac allow you to kind of have an understanding of what you're about to get into. Matter of fact, I think like even for me, I would pay attention to the signs of who I was I was interested in. Right. So. Um, I think as I I spoke to people, it would be things kind of like, uh, and I would check the compatibility and I'm like, uh, okay, this might not work. And so I liked the idea of dating another Scorpio and, um, because to me, I actually don't know very many other Scorpios. I know other Scorpios, um, a few over my lifetime, but I don't know that. Oh, but I met my first, uh, like my age, uh, Scorpio, uh, female. Um, she, she's in November, but I like her. I, I work, I'm going to keep her. Like, I really like her. Um, so she's a November Scorpio. My ex was a November Scorpio. Um, I would never, ever date a Scorpio again. I think that they are. (laughs) I pretty much share the same sentiments that a lot of people have about Scorpio signs. I listen, if I didn't understand it before then, I I definitely do now. Um, And then the part of the reason I don't like to tell like males in particular that I'm a Scorpio is because there's a lot of stigmas about us being like very sexual and while it could possibly be true, I just don't, you know, that's not how I like to present myself. So, um, and that has happened on multiple occasions. So I'm just like, no, Larry of that. But I, and then with the Pisces one too, same thing. I'm like, okay, this is cool. It's like a definitely presented as like gentle, spiritual, um, wise, um, type of person but when i tell you i got the 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 low the low hanging fruit or the low vibrational i mean 
with um, Pisces, they can be deceitful. <laughs> Very two-faced, two-faced, two-directions type of thing. But I, um, so just kind of giving you giving you an, an insight, right? So, um, we we get to have conversations with each other, and I think that in many ways we kind of like, if you know your boss is a certain sign. Two, you just chalk it up to that. I know that uh, one of my my friends, she was talking about how she was at work, and she, I'm not, I've mentioned her sign before here, but I'm not gonna mention it again, for the uh for today's um thing. But she was having conflict at the workplace, and I think though the like the um supervisor told she was just like uh kept telling the person, and the person was just not moving, like very stubborn. And the and the supervisor was getting frustrated with her. And so finally she was just like, <sighs> you know, just exasperated. And so the person was like, what's wrong? And she's like, you're a Taurus, aren't you? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, that explains everything. It's like, I'm trying to tell you to do something. I'm trying to get you to budge. I need you to get this done. And the other person was just, oh, I already kind of said the sign, but she was just not backing down and... So, but at least you can kind of understand, like, we kind of have a better understanding of each other and how we operate. I'm not saying that it should be an excuse, um, y'all, and I need to be careful because I do want to keep an eye on the market, but uh, to be quite, ooh, oh, hey, wait a minute. <clears throat> of course, it's going to have some, It's it just went uh, over VWAP. What time is it? 10 o'clock. Okay. All right, let me um just try to hop on. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that real quick. I think what I was looking for is like the full moon and crazy because the thing with um sometimes if if you don't believe in astrology, then you're gonna kind of undermine the influence on us too. Same same way like how we undermine other parts of our zodiac, right? Oh come on, why are you, why are you no? Don't do this to me. Oh, full moon. So it says, for the most part, so this is from Healthline, a full moon doesn't cause people to become more aggressive, violent, anxious, or depressed. There seems to be a, a link between the phases of the moon and symptoms of bipolar disorder. I actually, and I actually can agree with this, even though, you know, I'm not, this is a Healthline journal, but I've heard the same thing too. Um, the, you know, when you really, how can I try to explain this in the next couple of minutes? Um, when I was taking the psychology class, it helped me understand, um, why, why, cause let me go back and read that, that specific, here it goes. It says, there does seem to be a link between the phases of the moon and symptoms, changes in symptoms of bipolar disorder, disorder. So there's a, something in your chart that's called like a, I think it's a square, um, I I want to say trying, but trying is actually a good thing. Let me just double check that real quick too. Let me just check trying significance. I think it's a square trying in um, astrology meaning. Let me just check that real quick. <clears throat> yeah, so trying is a good thing, meaning threefold or triple in astrology being the favorable uh, astrological aspect of two celestial bodies, 120 degrees apart, um, generally relates to flow with, with, um, planets in harmonious 
angle or square or support and the square so when when you're dealing with people who have squares in their charts they're from what i understand more likely to be bipolar so if you're more susceptible to the influence of this like the the moon it really does set you off like so it says squares are astrological aspects that are known for being very action oriented, but also hot headed. As a result, squares suggest conflict and tension are present between two planets um, that are in the same mode and at 90 degrees of each other. Um, so an example of that would be if you draw lines connecting each cardinal sign like Aries, Cancer, Libra and Capricorn um, on the zodiac wheel, you would have a square. Um, squares in the Vedic astrology, when two planets are 90 degrees from each other, are far apart from each other, they are square aspects. While it means if two planets are three signs away from each other, they could be in square. So Mars form a square with Jupiter, which is separated by three houses. Planets in square are considered positive, especially in Vedic. Well, and that's interesting too, because, um, with Vedic astrology, um, they do look at things differently, which was going to take me to my next point, and then I'm going to hop off of here. Let me go back to my trading view, and let me just, okay, so um, looking at the relationship with the VWAP here, looks like it's wanting to bounce off of it. Okay, so... The other thing I wanted to say about the rising, uh, it was on the tip of my tongue, but I know I wanted to talk about rising. Oh, this is another thing that's so interesting, interesting too. In, um, I do believe Vedic, um, in, if I'm not mistaken, y'all, for Vedic astrology, when, you know, like how we have all these planets and retrogrades, they don't have you go by your sun sign. They have you go by your rising sign. And so as much as it kind of relates to like, y'all know my sun sign, Scorpio, I look at what it means for Virgo because that's my rising. Let me see. So rising, meaning, and oh, Vedic astrology. Mm-mm-mm. In Vedic astrology, the ascendant or rising sign is known as Lagnya, so L-A-G-N-A, which is considered to be the most important house in the in the birth chart. It greatly influences your life and relationships. So um I think I was kind of like rudely reminded uh it was one of these retrogrades. And I defaulted to Scorpio. And um, I think it was like watching Marion Altman. And she's like, you're going to want to go off of your rising house. Um, your rising uh, star. Right. Let's see here. Hold on. Oh, y'all. <clears throat> it says rising sun or ascendant is a term used in Kund. D or birth chart of a person. 
When a person takes birth in this everlasting world, the role of rising sign, this is definitely not in English, or or like you can tell when it's, um, the, the role of rising sign comes into play. Rising sign is a sign which rises in the eastern horizon in the sky at the time of the person's birth. Um... This person on Big Sky Astrology says, I call it the first responder planet because it's the planet that is first on deck to handle anything new that comes your way. So there we go. There we kind of have an example. I understand it, but sometimes I like to make sure that I leave an understanding as to why there's a method to my madness. But yeah, so, or why other people are telling you to go by your Vedic because from what it says here, it's the first responder planet. It's the one that handles everything new that comes your way. So if we're going into a new moon or a new full moon or into a retrograde, it's going to hit that planet first. Um, let me see here. Da, 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 da. There was one more thing I wanted to check too. I just wanted to check the sun meaning. Sun meaning in Vedic because... Um, So the sun in Vedic astrology represents the authority, power, and ego. It represents self-esteem, pride, spirituality, and dual, which makes sense, right? Because those are all like the masculine sides, which are okay, right? Like my authority comes through my Scorpio side. My power comes, my, a lot of, yeah, I love it. I I don't really want to keep having to talk about my side so much as I want you guys to kind of understand yours, but and so it represents self-esteem, our pride, our spirituality. And so we need those things. Like we need to be have pride about ourselves. And I think for us women going into age of Aquarius or being an age of Aquarius, um, how many of us have suppressed our own authority, right? Our own power, Ego, some people have a love-hate relationship with it. I've learned to kind of look at both sides of it. And I try not to call things that bad, people say are bad things, bad things when it comes to spirituality. Like I try to flip it a little bit. But how many of us, um, especially in Age of Pisces, where we were kind of like a little bit more passive with, with our authority or power, we were also passive about our self-esteem and our pride on our spirituality and soul. So we relinquished our spirituality to religion and what the men set in the patriarchy for religion, right? So Christianity, um, Islam, Muslim, all those things, right? And we relinquished our, our sense of pride for ourselves and our pride came from like being attached to other, right? Or our self-esteem was contingent on our relationship to other. And so, but... um. For the men, this is a good thing. It's like, it's not that we were meant to be debilitated and either, I don't think men were are, were meant to be debilitated, but for whatever reason, they are really struggling. I think that a lot of them complaining about women stepping into their power, having a self-esteem about themselves, having pride, stepping into their own, embracing their own spirituality. Um, It, it. I don't know. I don't I I really don't know, but it's I'm all I can say is it's, it's going to get worse. Like you're just going to have to get whipped into shape. There's no skipping and dancing around this, especially like, you know, as we're 
getting ready for Age of Capricorn. Some people, some of y'all might want to come back for that. I'm not too hot, too keen about coming back here ever. But I think that um, it, this is not something, like my mom says, not something that's that's going. It's something that's coming. And it's about balancing both of the energies. And I've said this before, but I'll say it here. The problem was that got, the males were... You you know, like the low vibration were using their authority, their power and ego to suppress other people's self-esteem, pride, spirituality and soul. And so much so like even to the soul part, like when you talk about like the enslavement of, of black people, like that's soul crushing energy. Right. And so this is about being liberated, being set free and celebrating that part of it i think as we're in the um active side of of things right but so it's not that it's anything bad you just want to balance that out right but i still want to encourage you to, to look at your moon um let me just it says due to this the sun is the at makaraka the one which signifies your soul but remember we're looking at this through vedic astrology um, and then I just want to check what the moon is real quick. And then um, let me just take one quick look at this thing real quick. Because um, if I'm going to, let me see. So, and it's moving so slow today, you guys. So slow. I mean, this is not good energy to get into for um, a trade because it starts to eat at what they call the theta. So, but that's okay. Yesterday we talked about the importance of stillness, and that means tomorrow should be a good day. So it says, in Vedic astrology, moon is considered to be the most influential planet. Can you imagine that, y'all? <clears throat> so even though the sun in Vedic astrology is about power and ego and authority, the moon sign is actually considered to be the most influential planet. It says it governs the mind and emotions, which is, again, also interesting. You would think that the sun would be the one that governs the mind. It's the moon that governs the mind. The mind and emotions, which is very much heart and headspace. Now, that is freaking wild. and That is not remiss on me at all. It also affects temperament, behavior, mood, instincts, and emotional makeup and feelings. Moon is the inner self, while the sun is how the world sees us. And so a lot of us, male or female, have been focused on how the world sees us. And so much so that it, not only how the world sees us, but how we're connected to each other. So it, but this is interesting because we are did we miss all the lessons that, you know, um, we were supposed to learn, you know, because um, right now we're in this in the sun stuff. But um, age of Pisces, when we're in the moon uh, phase, did a lot of us not. Or, or or have we been doing the quote-unquote shadow work, right? A lot of us um, divine feminists have been talking about like doing the shadow work, doing the inner work. Because I was I already kind of started off scolding y'all, but I, I think we're we, we going to be all right. We're going to be all right. 
we I think we have um in an, in a in a roundabout way, right? Um and for those of you who have been doing the inner work and the shadow work, that's the moon work. That's tapping into your mind and emotions. And I think a lot of us maybe even thought it was just our emotions. But yeah, like that's deep, y'all. Governs your mind and emotions. I'm going to keep this tab open for a while. Um, our behavior, our instincts, our emotional makeup and feelings the moon is the inner self while the sun is how the world sees us. Let me just click on this article. I have two more minutes and I I'm gonna get a little timer because I don't wanna keep I don't wanna have my podcast more than 30 minutes. Um I know for me, like my attention span is not that long. So and it's not like I have somebody else that I'm engaging with to have a dialogue with and we can bounce ideas off of each other. So I just want to kind of respect that too. I will say they're good when they're long because that means I'm really going in, but I really want to keep it 30 minutes. So yeah, I I might come back and read this. Um, I just want to kind of read it for myself and understand it a little bit more. So yeah, when I'm done with the market, I will, I'll come back and check that out with you guys. And then I'm going to get something to eat. It's like I slept really good and now I'm hungry. So that's a good place to be. And I'm happy. I'm a happy baby. <laughs> I'm a happy divine feminine. So it's always good when I can get my a good night's rest. I'll talk to y'all in a little bit. Bye. Y'all, I'm probably going to put this at the beginning too. But um, I was just working on the title. I've finished recording the market. I'm done trading for today. Um, I don't like to trade past 10.30. But so... It was so interesting because um, you're going to hear, I'm probably going to put this at the beginning, but uh, I, I started to write out the description and I put the same way that we worship um, male traits over women's traits, we do it in the spiritual world too. Like those of us that are into astrology, we celebrate our sun signs more than our... Um, moon signs and I and later on in the podcast you're going to hear me start to unpack some very interesting things about the moon especially to the tail end but um it's interesting and I'm I wanted to say this and then I'm gonna let you hear the rest of the podcast um we should be absolutely okay because if you thought that you were in shock with us going into quote-unquote age of Aquarius and it being being masculine Unless you were really like, oh, no, I've always known like, you know, us women need to understand our moon sign better and connect with that better. No, not really. A lot of us identify according to our moon sign versus our, our I mean, to our sun sign versus our moon sign anyways. So we've the positive thing is we're probably a little bit more comfortable with our masculine side. It's probably just been suppressed and being passive with us coming out of age of Pisces, but the transition shouldn't be all that much too much harder anyways, because a lot of us do identify with our sun, the sun um, part of our chart. So uh, we're, we're, I, what, that's, and I wanted to say this too real quick. I'm really trying to make sure that I myself and the way we talk about things moving forward is not in victimhood because perpetual victim 
victimhood because Asia Pisces and its lower vibrational frequency. So, and I'll start talk to talk more about some of the lessons and the good things we should have taken out of Age of Pisces as women and what we're building the foundation for and how it's going to help us. Because I think sometimes we're kind of demonizing Age of Pisces. Like the more I start to understand the ages and how they help us to build off of each other to become better people. I think we've kind of had some negative views about Pisces, Age of Pisces, but... <clears throat> Um, um, we were, a lot of us, even when we were in age of Pisces, like we weren't even paying attention to, um, our moon, moon aspects. And there was something else I wanted to say too. So I think we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Um, and yeah, let me hop off of here. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.